the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We talk a lot here on the Bruce Hooley Show about how to battle back against the progressive leftist ideology that's out there. It has infiltrated our schools, our government, every aspect of culture, big companies. And so it's important to have a strategy to not just play whack-a-mole, but to make what you do uh, purposeful and impactful. But do we do it differently or do we do it the same as those we oppose? That is the question that I'm pondering today, and I hope you'll join me with On the Bruce Hooley Show, a Thursday edition. We'll talk to John Stover of Ohio Value Voters at 1133 today. John is battling back, as he does with his organization quite effectively, against schools throughout the state of Ohio trying to indoctrinate our kids. I have great admiration for John and great admiration and appreciation for what his organization does. Uh, But we disagree on the latest call from Ohio Value Voters that they issued yesterday to boycott Saturday's Donald Trump rally in Delaware because Ohio Value Voters has endorsed Josh Mandel for the Republican nomination for Senate in the state of Ohio. And as you know by now, Donald Trump has endorsed J.D. Vance. So we'll talk to John about that. I have my view. I respect his view, and I'll be interested to hear him articulate his view when he joins us at 1133. Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, is battling back, and some conservatives love what he is doing, moving to take away Disney's favored status in terms of basically being a self-ruling body in the middle of the state of Florida at Disney World. And some conservatives hate it. They see Ron DeSantis attacking the same way that leftists do. It's a conservative effort at cancel culture. Some people think by Ron DeSantis having the Florida Senate move to take away Disney's independent special district status. I have had a long friendship with a guy many of you may know or know of, Chris Spielman. And Chris had an accomplished NFL career, four-time pro bowler, and we spent a lot of time together in radio, and we spent a lot of time together in private life. And he used to talk about the end of his NFL career when he suffered a debilitating neck injury and used to say that he would know it was time to put his helmet down for the final time if he ever trended toward becoming the kind of player he despised. Chris had a very unique way, has a very unique way of phrasing things. But he didn't want to be that veteran who was hanging on, hiding, 
playing below his one-time abilities just to get a paycheck or just to continue his career. So the question I have is, by fighting back with the same kind of measures that we decry when the left practices them against us, are we becoming what we despise or are we doing noble work? Are we doing noble work? I despise the actions taken by Columbus City Attorney Zach Klein, who is suing the state of Ohio over a law known as the Conscience Clause. The Conscience Clause protects medical professionals when they are enlisted to engage in a procedure that they oppose, most often for religious reasons. The chief example, of course, would be abortion. If you're a Christian doctor, maybe an Uh, a Muslim doctor, maybe a Jewish doctor, I don't know, you might have a faith objection to ending a human life in the womb. Yes, it is a human life in the womb. And Zach Klein thinks that this Ohio State law, again, law, enacted by the will of the people through their representatives in the Ohio General Assembly, he thinks this law should not be a law. Maybe you're a pharmacist and you don't want to prescribe the abortion pill. You refuse to do it. Zach Klein thinks you ought to be forced to do it. Uh, I vehemently disagree with that. And so I don't think I'm becoming what I despise by telling you as a voter not to ever vote for Zach Klein. And I think there's a way to fight against this agenda and a way not to fight against this agenda. I frequently call out by name. And I'll do it again today. People in our local schools who are engaged in clear efforts to poison the minds of young kids with what I think is damaging ideology, transgenderism, LGBTQ lifestyle, and the like. But I oppose it also on the grounds that the kids just aren't capable of making a reasoned decision given the development of their brain at the ages which they're fed this nonsense. If you want to try to indoctrinate a college student in this, okay, they got a better chance of withstanding the peer pressure. But a first, second, third grader, kindergarten student, they are predisposed to do what adults tell them to do. And so when you have a teacher or an adult, administrator, teacher's aide, whatever, extolling the greatness of their life as a gay person, as a bisexual person, as a pansexual person, the kids just don't have the sophistication to discern truth from lies. They just don't. And so that's why I vehemently oppose what's going to happen in a lot of our schools tomorrow, which is the annual Day of Silence. Oh, If only, if only our woke teachers and administrators would be silent on topics related to sexuality and gender ideology, but they will not be silent. And by practicing the day of silence, they are screaming very loudly that, oh, look, the LGBTQ lobby is so put upon, so persecuted. How can you be a persecuted lobby when everything you do is lauded by large measures of society and those like me who criticize it 
are subjected to unending vitriol for opposing it. That makes you an advantaged portion of society, not one that is persecuted. But they're doing it tomorrow at Olentangy Middle School. Lots of middle schools. Upper Arlington, they're doing it. The national, of course, student-led event gives voice to LGBTQ plus people because they just don't have a voice, you know. They just don't have a voice. Who feel, there it is, there's the key word, not reality, feelings, who feel they are often silenced and discriminated against. Well, I can't do anything about your feelings. And I'm inclined not to even attempt to try to do anything about them. To participate at the middle school level, you will plan to be silent for the school day. Would this not impede learning? I think so. Isn't that why they're there? I think so. Teachers will be emailed details about this day. So it's coming from the administration. Tacit approval, peer pressure from the top. Here's the day of silence. Why would the administration not tell the students, hey, look, you can be silent outside of class, but if we call on you, that tells us whether you've done your homework or not. It tells us whether you're clued into the material or not. It tells us if you're learning or not. And our job is to help you learn the material. Our job is not to observe or denigrate your particular political ideology about the LGBTQ plus agenda. Why is a teacher anywhere getting an email from any administrator about how to observe the day of silence? You know the answer. It's because the administration approves of this particular protest. Teachers will be emailed details about this day. If you need to talk for class, you will need to pick up a button that a student designed from one of their student advisors to show that you are recognizing and participating in the day of silence. Is it entirely possible that any kid in the 6th through 8th grade who hasn't done their homework will go grab a button knowing that that will be their firewall against being called upon tomorrow? Yes, I think that would work very well. Because, of course, no teacher wants to call out a student for being silent on the day of silence. So I propose a solution to this. I propose that we formulate our own student-led protests and we inundate the schools with them about anything and everything, sensible and nonsensical, logical and illogical, silly and serious. And we make the schools so (laughs) impossible to conduct in an orderly fashion that they have to do what they should have done a long time ago, which is outlaw any and all student protests, because we are here for you to be students, not little activists. Am I becoming what I despise by doing that? 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. It's the Bruce Hooley Show. So the question before us is, how do we respond to the leftist progressive mob when they continue to double down on all the things they're doing that we oppose? Ron DeSantis, Florida governor, taking criticism from some in conservative circles because he is moving to take away Disney's 
favored status when it comes to basically ruling everything on its own property the way it wants to. It's a self-governing body. Uh, Disney, of course, opposed the parents' rights in education bill in Florida. They not only opposed it, that's their right to oppose it, but for them to say it's a mistake that it passed and we will actively work to overturn it. Hmm. Now you're way outside your purview, which is to entertain people. The happiest place on earth, not the wokest place on earth. So I don't have a problem with what DeSantis did because DeSantis is using the legislature, the people who enact the will of the voters. If people don't like what DeSantis is doing, they can vote against him this fall. He won election four years ago by the thinnest of margins. He will win in a landslide this fall. That shows he has a mandate. That shows that he is popular. It shows that people like his in-your-face style. I think DeSantis strikes the perfect balance between snarkiness, anger, certainty. Trump, I think, went over the line sometimes in his tweets, but I loved his policies. DeSantis, if he is the nominee in 2024, will be portrayed as worse than Trump. But understand this. If you speak truth to issues today, you will be hated. I'm interacting with people in Upper Arlington right now. They are upset about the Day of Silence tomorrow, the LGBTQ initiative that allows kids to not say a word because they're sending a message that... uh, LGBTQ people are silenced. They are. They're teaching developmental seminars to our teachers all across Central Ohio. You can go to our, you can go to the site OhioValueVoters.org and find the indoctrination site map of all the districts in the state of Ohio where CRT, social emotional learning, and the like are being indoctrinated into classes. I received a couple texts yesterday and more today from people at Olentangy. People at Upper Arlington, not only about the Day of Silence, but about books in elementary school that are indoctrinating kids in woke ideology, LGBTQ stuff, and sexual gender identity. Wait, you say, why, Bruce, that's not taught in Ohio schools. Didn't you just hear Morgan Harper say that yesterday? Bruce, it was your own soundbite that you played of Morgan Harper, no less than a Democratic Senate candidate saying that House Bill 616, which would emulate the Florida Parents' Rights and Education Bill, why, Morgan Harper assured us that that stuff's not in the bill. This legislation, and Owen Riley have already referenced it, it is incredibly dangerous for queer youth. It would have irreversible negative mental health impacts on LGBTQ youth who are already vulnerable to discrimination and bullying and who already face tremendously high rates of depression and suicide compared to their straight peers. Mm. Well, if Morgan Harper says it, it must be true, right? Uh, Let me get this straight. It's not a flattering aspect of elementary and junior high school and high school, but it is the truth. Bullying happens. I in no way mean to go Joe Blystone on you and minimize bullying and say it's good for people. I'm just saying it happens. And for the LGBTQ lobby to stand on that as the reason why they are persecuted, I guarantee you there are kids of all ideologies and all beliefs 
who are bullied in schools. And you know what? A lot of them will be bullied tomorrow. And you know why they'll be bullied? Because they'll go about their school day speaking normally to their teachers, answering questions, and they'll be marginalized and demonized because, oh, you don't you don't support the LGBTQ initiative? You're not observing the day of silence? Teachers all over central Ohio tomorrow. How are you supposed to balance this, right? You're not observing the day of silence because, oh, you want to teach your class. So if a student doesn't answer tomorrow, do you cut them a break because, well, they're observing the day of silence, and so I can't downgrade them? Or is that just a way for students to hide behind the fact that they don't know the material? If you don't wear the little special button that they made for you at Old and Tangy Middle School made by a student with an X on it and a rainbow flag, if you don't go get one of those buttons, you're not virtue signaling loud enough, is that okay? Or are you going to be deemed a bigot? What if you're a teacher who feels empathy for kids who are struggling with gender issues or sexuality issues, but nevertheless, you have a room half-filled, three-quarter filled, seven-eighths, nine-tenths filled with other students who want to have class as normal? By talking to them, are you hurting your credibility with students who have LGBTQ issues And you genuinely care about them, but because you're not silent, now you've hurt your credibility with them going forward. What minimal level of sophistication and logic are you missing as a school administrator if you do not see the minefield this introduces and the difficulty this foists upon your teachers and upon fellow students by allowing this to go on during the school day? And you can say, look, we have a willingness to listen and to honor and to hear you out on all the things that bother you as a young person. But there are hours set aside during the day for learning. And this is not something that we can allow to intrude upon the hours that we are setting aside for learning. Otherwise, we will compromise learning. And that is why you are here. That is why you are here. You want to hold a protest after school? You want to hold a protest before school? You want to hold a protest during your lunch hour? Have at it, but not during school instruction. Why is that so hard for administrators and teachers to grasp? Because they treasure, they are allied, they have allegiance to their political progressivism over and above the incumbent responsibility they have to educate their students. We'll talk with John Stover of Ohio Value Voters about this and his call to boycott the Trump rally next on The Bruce Hooley Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.